You mean this was some sort of a game? Hello and welcome to another weekly episode of 49 Undefeated. Um, yeah, gosh, man, what can I say? <laughs> here we go, here we go. I did, I did warn you guys, I did warn you gooners, this year is going to be hard, hard viewing. The football is not going to be attractive. There's not going to be that many goals. I did warn you guys, man, but here we are, here we go, man. This week, what can I say? Arsenal 0, Chelsea 2. And boy, that was hard viewing, man. <laughs> it was it was really hard viewing. It got to the point where it almost felt like Chelsea just took pity on us, you know. Um and and just they managed the game towards the end and just just stopped really stopped really pushing. Um I think we were lucky to get out of there with just the scoreline staying a little bit respectable at zip two because boy oh my gosh there was they could have they could have had easily four easily there was a couple of chances there that they fluffed their lines or they just missed it last minute but we'll get into the game um before the game the oh there was a protest there was supposed to be a protest going on before the game, before I even get into the game. Um, but by all accounts, it wasn't really much of a protest. I, f- I believe there was a lot more stewards and police officers at that protest than people protesting. Um, I don't know if it if the latest news coming out from the Cronkies softened it. I doubt it. I don't know if it was the signings that had just taken place with Odegaard and um uh who else who else just signed oh well Rams Ramsdale I don't know if that would have sweetened it to be fair but um yeah or if it just wasn't really organized with a lot of the larger fan support groups I'm I'm not quite sure but yeah by all accounts it wasn't that much of a protest I think it might actually just be down to the fact that a lot of fans just wanted to back the team. It's the first home game back after not being in the stadium for over a year and a half. I think a lot of people just wanted to be behind the team and I don't think they wanted to start the season off on a sour note. However, <laughs> we've started the season off on a sour note by the way we're playing. It's not good. It's it's really hard viewing. Um, so the team news came out and it's Leno in goal and... A centre back pairing of Holding and Mari. Now Holding, I think, came in because um, by all accounts, Ben White come down with COVID as well. A lot of the uh, there's a small group of people within the team that have come down with COVID, and Ben White is one of them. And uh, to be honest, I'm quite glad that he didn't play. Um, not glad that he did, he's he's come down with COVID, but I'm just glad that he wasn't in the firing line so soon after the game against Brentford where he came under a lot of stick. Um, yeah, you could tell that if he had another game like that back-to-back, the people in the media, everyone around just be zoning in and just trying to make it a bit more difficult than it needs to be for a new signing. So I'm kind of glad that he just wasn't playing this game. Um, on the right-hand side, we had Suarez, which was a little bit of a shock. Um but then I don't really know what's happening with the right side of 
our play at the moment. It seems like every now and again, Arteta is favouring one over the other. who will just keep chopping and changing it, but I'm not sure if he's chopping and changing it because he's noticed a weakness in the opposition or someone's just had a bit of week in training. I'm not quite sure because um, Suarez on the right, he's going up against Alonso, who's tall guy, good at header in the ball, and Suarez, well, he's always going to lose that battle. So it's one of those things where, yeah, I'm not really quite sure what the thinking was behind it or whether or not it was just to get that connection with Pepe playing on the right. I don't know. Um, we had Tierney on the left, Xhaka and Lokonga in the midfield. Um, Lokonga had a decent first game for Arsenal away. Um, so um, it's good to see him come and keep his place in team. Um, Xhaka, well, we all know. Uh, Saka on the left-hand side. Pepe on the right with Smith-Rowe sitting in his number 10 position with Martinelli sitting up top in front of him. Now, when I think the first when the first few clips of the team sheet was released, I think people were thinking that Pepe's going to play down the middle, Saka on the right-hand side and Martinelli on the left. Or at the very least, they'll be interchanging and there'll be like periods of the game where you'd find Pepe on the left or Pepe through the middle and they all rotated round, but None of that was happening. Um, it was pretty much how it was on paper leading up to the game with Pepe just staying on the right-hand side. Like I said, I don't know if that was to have that link up with Suarez. I'm not quite sure. And then Saka on the left-hand side with his link up with Tierney and Martinelli down the middle. Um, they started the game kind of bright, but it, it feels a little bit like deja vu. Um, we started the game bright against bright, uh, Brentford and then they just, they just took us, to, picked us off basically. And Chelsea, it seemed like they did the same thing. We started off bright and it's almost like Arteta gets into them just before they leave the dressing room. I don't know if it's for the, uh, the Amazon cameras that's doing all the filming there at the moment. And they're having like a little rallying cry talk before they come out, but then after about the first 10 minutes, I think teams are just like, okay, just weather the storm and then we'll just pick them off. And that's what Chelsea did. Um, they just kind of weathered the storm. Well, I don't even know if you call it a storm. They just they they just got control of the game, um, played, played their game, really. Um, and yeah, I mean, everyone knew it was coming. Everyone could kind of expect it. Um, Lukaku, it was almost like this stuff was happening in slow motion at times because when 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 they went and scored, I was just like, but you can see the danger. We all know who the danger guy is and you can see the danger. And on the first viewing, I was thinking, why is there so much room on the left-hand side? What's happening there? Like, why is... um. Because Tierney was actually back. It was not like he was bombed, bombed down the pitch where we was attacking. Tierney was actually back. So I was just like, what's going on? And obviously they're playing a different shape. They're playing with the wing backs. And um, Tierney had a problem. And he had a problem early on in this game. And I don't think it was addressed at all. Um, he was getting overloaded. He was getting drawn in side with uh, runs that Mount, Mount was making 
And every time he kept doing that, Reese James is coming and um, overloading on the outside of him. And there was no one picking him up, whether that was Xhaka moving to the side or Saka coming back. No, no one was getting there quick enough. And um, that's what happened for the first goal. Lukaku gets the ball played into him. He holds the ball up. Um, he plays the pass out wide. And Reese James then gets the ball and just kind of and and just knocks it back in but and then and then obviously Lukaku taps it in but then when I watch the replay and I see how Mary just gets like pushed off the ball like will just bowled over it's just like come on man you, you can't be that weak and if you watch the first the first section of Lukaku's play when he when he gets that ball and ships that pass out, it's almost like Mary goes, thank you. And then he moves away from him. Whereas most most defenders will stick to their man as they're running. He kind of moves away from him because he's just kind of like, oh, thank goodness that passage is over with. Not realizing, no, no, you need to stay with this guy because this ball's coming straight back to him. And yeah, it does. And Lukaku gets the goal and... If there's ever, ever any team that's going to allow a guy who's coming back to to his like favourite club and it's his second debut, if there's any team that's going to let him score, it's Arsenal. <laughs> like, we all know it. It's Arsenal. So it was no surprise. Um, yeah, Lukaku got off the mark and he's... Yeah, he's, he, he just... From that moment on, it was just like, okay... Uh, I got you. Like, it, I felt a bit, a bit, I felt a bit sorry for Murray, and that's what I mean. I'm kind of glad that Ben White didn't play because that's the kind of, this is the kind of game that could play on a play footballs footballer's mind a lot. And um, yeah, like I said, with a new signing, don't want to kill him off too soon, man. So yeah, it's unfortunate, it's unfortunate, but we went to go down, um, and. Like I said, the right hand side was was a problem. Like Chelsea's right, our left, it was a problem, um, and it was just never addressed because after that they had another chance. But this time, instead of um, Reese James squaring it to Lukaku, I think he pulled it back from Mount, and I think Lukaku was just looking at him like, "Dude, like seriously, we just did this play. I'm wide open. I can bang in another goal easy, and I could be, we could be like two zip up." But yeah, we got kind of got let off. I think the ball like kind of trickled out towards the towards the fast stick, and nothing really come of it. But it was another opportunity where they could have literally just killed that game within like fifteen twenty minutes. Um, but we didn't do anything. We didn't we didn't react. We didn't do anything to kind of change it up. And I don't know. Sometimes I feel like some some of the players should be looking at it. some of the senior players, but we don't have that senior experience that we need because some of the senior players should be saying, okay, this is a problem. Oi, you come back over here and cover this because TNE is struggling. Or like, I don't know if that that voice should be Xhaka or what, but you look at it, you look at it, Saka's a, a young man, TNE is a young man. So the only two that are around him there is Mary and Shaka, who are kind of at fault for the goal, so maybe they're not trying to 
take on the added responsibility of telling someone else what to do. I don't know, but definitely the manager. Definitely Arteta needs to be changing something. He can see that left-hand side getting ripped. Like every time the, the Chelsea had the ball, they could have been they could have been passing the ball on the right-hand side. Next thing you know, they'll just ship a ball over and there's just green grass. Green, green grass for Reese James to run into. And we were just like allowing him, like making the guy look <laughs> like Mr. Incredible. It was nuts. He had far too much space and it just wasn't addressed. And it still wasn't addressed even when they scored the second goal. Like the second goal is virtually the same area of the pitch. The ball gets shipped out. They're playing with the ball on the right-hand side. They they kept it in well on the right-hand side, if I'm honest. Like the play was, the play was nice play. They kept it in well ship the ball through the midfield and Xhaka's making like a last ditch tackle, um, misses everything. Lukaku just leaves the ball, rolls out to the to their right-hand side, comes to Reese James. And again, he's just got so much space, man. But the, the ball comes to him at a decent pace that he can just literally control, bang, shot. And goalkeeper doesn't really have a chance to get set or anything like that. For both goals, I can't really fault Leno. Both goals are on the defence, on the position in play, on the manager and on those players. Um, but it's really poor, man. From when that happens and you get a couple warning signs as well that they're still attacking that side because they know that's a weakness, you've got to do something as a manager. And that's when I start to think, okay, well, let me let me ask, like, what is Arteta's game, in-game management like? Because when he first came in, I thought, oh, this is refreshing. Um, I remember when he first came in, even probably against Chelsea. We, well, no, not just Chelsea, but in those first few games, we were like losing player with red cards and injuries and whatnot. And he was having to think on his feet. He was having to do something with the team to kind of change it up and... And keep things a bit fresh. But now, like, there's nothing. There's no, like, oh, we're getting hammered down that side. You know what? Let's match them up. Let's go to a back three. Do that for maybe, like, 20, 25 minutes. See how we fare. See if we can get a grip on this game. And then look to impose our football. There's none of that. It's just literally, let's just carry on. Let's just keep on playing. And sometimes you gotta, you got to admit when... The opposition not only have a better quality of player, but they're playing better as a unit. You have to then think, okay, let's just defend and ride a moment out for a second. One nil even. Ride it out. And then regroup, refocus, and then try and impose your game. But it's almost like we're waiting to ship the next goal and the next goal until the game's gone. And then we we can't do nothing about it. So then we're just chasing it. So I don't really know... Arteta's credentials at the moment in terms of in-game management because I'm not really seeing a lot. Um, we all know his substitutions are a bit. Mm, I'm not really, not really sure if that was the right one for that guy or whatnot. But hey, it's just a question I've got, man. What is going on with his in-game tactics? Because I don't really see a lot of it um, at the moment, and I think you need to be flexible but I think his system is so rigid that it's just 
let's just carry on. Let's just carry on going with this and see eventually if we might get something out of it. But yeah, today it wasn't to be. Today it wasn't to be. Um, and I can blame a lot of, I can blame a few people for the goal. I can blame Saka because say he doesn't look match fit. Um, he, like his tracking back was a bit slow. His passing was 100 today. Um, I could blame Xhaka when I watched the first goal back. Okay, okay, Mary got pushed off the ball and he's rolling around on the floor. But if you also watch it, Xhaka's attracted to the ball. When when the ball gets played infield, Xhaka's attracted to the ball when he could be looking at uh, looking around and seeing Tierney's got a man outside him and go out to him. By the time he does start to run out to him, it's far too late. So again, he could take some of the blame. Tierney's positioning, I don't know. Um, that he, he could maybe have positioned himself a bit better. But look, Chelsea just won the Champions League and what, the Super Cup? Like they're, they're, they're a different level to where we are right now. And it's harsh. It's hard to say that. It's hard to say that. Growing up as a gooner and watching us batter and slap this team week in, week out, that every time we played them, we it was just it was just a nonsense. It was just a slapping. But now it's it, those those days are not these days right now. So it's you know you have to come to terms with that. And at the moment, they're miles ahead, man. They they got an owner who's doing what he should be doing, and he's pumping money into that club. He's buying signs. I mean, they spent they spent what we we've spent just under what we've spent for the whole summer. They've probably spent on one player. They're going to sell players and I imagine they're going to bring someone else in. They've got mad players on loan. Like, it's just different. The way they're moving is different. Um, I mean, even if, even if I look at their bench and I say, okay, even if I look at their bench and I say, Kepa, Chilwell, Okay, Thiago Silva, Zuma, Kante, Hudson, Adoy, Ziyech, Werner. All of them could get into our team. All of them. And that's half their bench. Well, more than, that's virtually their bench. And all of them could get into the team that played today. All of them. So that's what I mean. It's just different. We're, we're at a different level at the moment. And it hurts. It hurts to kind of admit that because, I mean, look at the signings. All the signings we're making are young players. All the signings we're making are young players. And I kind of feel for them. I kind of feel for the young players. I kind of feel for the new signings. And I kind of feel for the likes of Saka and the Smith Rose, the Martinelli's that have already been there but are still young, and the TNE as well. Because at the end of the day, we we don't have the experienced players around them that we should be relying on as fans to get us out of a hole. When we go a goal down, I'm not expecting Pepe to knock in a goal. When we go a goal down, I'm not expecting Xhaka to do something amazing. When we go a goal down, I'm probably expecting Leno to start kicking it long because he's just, he's, he's pressured and he's just like, fuck it, let me get this ball out of here. Like, I'm not expecting um, 
holding on, married to knock a header in and for us to pull a goal back with spirit and then move on. And I'm not expecting none of that. What I am expecting is probably Saka to step up or Smith Rowe to do something or Tierney to do something. And these are young guys and we brought in another young guy in Lokonga. And already, like, already from the first two games that I've watched him in, I can see that he's by far a superior passer to, to what Xhaka is. He's more mobile. The way he, he, he rolls a player and shifts and then presses forward with the ball is what we've been lacking. And I think when Party comes back into this team, it's going to probably be Party and Lokonga. Although we've offered Xhaka a new contract, well, an extended extension on his contract, I don't expect Xhaka to still be playing in this midfield for much longer. Um, I could be wrong because obviously... The guy is the guys is ever-present in this team at the moment. So I could be very well wrong, but that's not what I would expect anyway. Um, but like I said, Lukonga, another young player. Tavares, another young player. And I don't, wanna, I don't want us to be in a position that we're killing these young players off at a point where, okay, the message from the club is saying we're, we're investing in the future and we're buying for the future. And I'm like, okay, that's all well and good, but you need someone to bring these young players through. They can't be coming into the team. Lukonga can't be coming into the team. Captain of his old team, and he's coming into the dressing room, and he's already got no one else to look up to. Like, that doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. He needs some players in there to tell him, yo, this is what this means, you know. Playing for Arsenal, this is what this means. You can't just be getting that just from looking at pictures on the wall from when we used to be lifting trophies and winning Premier League. It's not the same. It's not the same, man. So I feel for them because the moment they start having a bad game or start doing something wrong, like like Saka today, they could have been easily have been fans on his back. But I think because of how well he's been for us and, and uh, summer that he's had, he will get some grace. But I don't foresee a lot of young players getting a lot of grace. Eventually, the people are going to turn like me, like how they turned on the Wobi and how they turned on others in the past. Like Eventually, it'll be like, okay, well, what have you done for me lately? What have you done? So I don't want to kill this young talent off. And I don't know, man. I feel like there's a big void missing of experience and, and the, the experienced players that we have your your Willian, your Abamyang, Lacazette, the experienced players that we have in this team and the Jackers, they they've not been stepping up and doing it. So that's that's what makes this um transfer window interesting for me because it's almost like Edu's saying to Arteta, I'm investing in the club and I don't know if Arteta's then going back saying, okay, well if you're investing in the club, what are you doing for me? Because I'm going to get it when we lose games this season. And if they're saying, okay, we're going to back you, then boy, like they have to be, they have to be communicating fully what is going to happen here. Because right now I can easily see another eighth to 10th position on the league come May, easily. 
and I'm not even exaggerating. I don't think we'll be in the bottom half, but I can easily see an eighth to tenth finish if if this is the plan. Because it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard work, man. But we'll see. We'll see what, what's going to happen between now and next week in terms of transfer window. And then we'll see what happens. Because, okay, I can't fail to mention that there was a lot of players out. Um, like I said, Lacazette's not there. Um, Aubameyang's just come back and he came on from the bench. You had um, Willian, Rudderson, Ben White. Injuries, I think, to Bellerin. Um, injury to Gabriel. But out of all these players that I'm listing, which one of those players are going to come on in a game like this and make a difference? A Bamiang, Lacazette, maybe. Um, yeah, who else? I, this is the problem. It's like the the calibre is so low that it's like, well, in a game like this, I couldn't even imagine who's going to come and change it. If they were all fit, if they were all fit and good, you could say maybe Gabriel might be a bit of pairing with Ben White if, when they when they formed a partnership. But that's just that's just projecting. Like I I don't know that they will. None of us know that uh, Gabriel was going to play better. But we've seen Gabriel playing with Holding. Didn't really look that special. We've seen Holding playing with Mari. We know what we know what we're in store for in those. So it's like uh, Bellerin as well. If Bellerin came back, came back in, he ain't having a better game against Alonso and Aspinacueta. Like I don't think any of those are making that much of a difference, and I think that's where the the golf in quality is and yeah man we got work to do as a club as a club we got some serious work to do but hey I think they're they're gonna come out and say yeah we, we spent over a hundred million and we're you know one of the big spenders in this current market and blah 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 yeah but is it the right signings that you're making are you doing what you should be doing for the club are you getting the players that you need to be getting? Hey, I'm just putting the questions out there. I'm not even going to, I'm, I'm trying to not go full throttle because it's still early days. It's second game in the season and Arteta is saying we got players out. We're doing what we can. The harmony is within the club and we'll see what the harmony is when the Amazon stuff comes out. We'll see. But hey, all we got to do is take his word for it. At the end of the day. Um, and if you don't like it, there's no point to eating Arteta route. There's no point that even pushing the Arteta route movement because the reason why Arteta's in is because he's a manager with no experience and this board wanted someone that is going to be a yes man. The, that's the reason why Arteta got the job over other people because if we got a Conte, um, in here or Allegri when he was available or any other Ancelotti when he was available, any other kind of manager like this, if we got them in here, first thing they're going to say is I want this, 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 and I need it by yesterday. And we're going to be, our board is just going to be like, oh, 
uh, we can't do that. We 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 we're not a club that is moving like that. Our board is so weak that they that they don't want to hear that. That's why the next manager, if we're pushing Arteta out, I'm worried. I'm worried who they're gonna appoint for the next manager because the names that were being batted around when we were looking for Arteta. A lot of those names I weren't impressed with. I didn't. I didn't really want Nuno. Um, I didn't want Eddie Howe. Like you got to look at the caliber of managers that were being put forward, and they were all people that were gonna be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I can do this. I can do this, and just like keep nodding, yes, man. Typical yes, man type thing. So until I see some kind of change higher up, I don't know, man. What? What? Why are we pushing Arteta out? I don't want the guy there. <laughs> I don't want the guy there, but I'm worried who's going to come in after him. I'm thinking a little bit further down the line, who's going to come in and, and change, and change the, um, the makeup of this club. I don't know. Maybe there is someone, but I can't see him going for a Simeone type character. Hell no. <laughs> I can't see that happening. And if us as fans think that they're going to go and get a serious big boy manager like that, Boy, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's my head that's gone. I don't know, but I'm not seeing that kind of signing in terms of management. So, yeah, I mean, we, yeah. If if that happens, then boy, but I'll wait to see that. I'll wait to see that happen. Um, but going back to the game, I've sidetracked massively. Let me get back to the game. Um, there was like a silly yellow card for Mary. Um, I think he just rushed in. Um, this is still all first half. I think he rushed in, got booked when he didn't need to. It looked like he was starting to get a hold of Lukaku. And then next thing you know, picked up a, a stupid yellow card. And then holding got booked like moments after. I think he got booked just off reaction. I don't even think he clipped Alonso when when um, Alonso was rolling around on the floor. And Rudiger's like squaring after holding but he just got booked for a reaction. Um, and then was there a big enough reaction when Saka went down in the box? Because straight away I thought penalty. And I thought, okay, second game in a row now, we're not going to get a penalty. But straight away I thought penalty. Um, but was there a big enough reaction? Saka was reacting. Was anyone else was the captain going over and doing anything? Was anyone else saying, I mean, obviously I know now the referee is just going to wave people away and he's saying he's listening to VAR. Yeah, I got VAR, VAR. But that was a penalty. That was a penalty. He they, there was he tangled his legs took, and the man went down. It's a penalty. I don't understand how that's not given. How? And yeah, okay, it changes games and Arteta can point to that if he wanted to. Um, but for me, that's two games, two pens, two not given. And yeah, then we moved into the second half. Second half was pretty much just a standard kind of Chelsea managing the game. In terms of chances created, and I'm talking about for the whole game, I can't really remember, I can't remember a clinical, like a clear, clear chance or a, or like a run on goal where I was thinking, yeah, they're, 
they're looking stressed. Like there was few half chances. I know Smith Rowe had a half chance, like literally in the first couple of minutes of the game. Um, there was a couple little ones as well. I think the only clear chance that I can remember from the second half was holding, having a, um, a header. I think we had a corner and holding. I think there was a flick on the balls come to holding and really he should be hitting a target. He put it, I put it like wider the stick and yeah, I mean, I can't remember the last time Holding scored a header, to be honest. So I, w- I was kind of surprised, but at the same time, not holding too much hope for it. Um, and and it was just the same pattern. It was just the same pattern over and over again, where it was like, okay, we, we'll build up a little bit of momentum, which we did when um, we made the change and took Saka off and brought Aubameyang on, which was probably around like the 60-minute mark. Um, I'll tell you, I must have thought he's only got probably about half an hour in him before he's going to start blowing. So give him 16, give him half an hour. And when he came on, it looked like we were pressing again. It looked like we had, we were building up a little bit of steam. And then it was just like Chelsea was just, just again, just took, took the ball back, took control of the game. And then from there on, just saw it out. Didn't really look too flushed, fussed. Um, or flustered, I should say. Um, they kind of just, they're kind of just managing the game after that. Um, just kind of, again, this is so disappointing to see at home. Like, I, I can only imagine the stick that the, um, away fans are giving the home fans. Cause I was, you could hear some of the chants over the TV, but I fucking hate these Chelsea fans, man. And I imagine that at the game, they would have been just giving it so much, man. And and what can you do when you're two zipped down and your team don't even look like creating a chance, let alone scoring a chance? They don't even look like actually laying a glove on them. So, boy, it weren't good. It weren't good. I think then they changed um, Kovacic and brought on Kante. And then from then on, I mean, if Chelsea are playing like that and Kante ain't even on the pitch, then, boy, you know, you ain't going to get nothing once Kante comes on. Like at all, um, and yeah, I think I think they then created a couple chances. I think actually after that, Kante coming on, um, that's when Lukaku had that header chance where Leno pulled out a really great save. He pushed the ball onto the post, um, and Lukaku is just like, how did it not go in? Like <laughs> it was, um, but but again in that play, that passage of play. It's almost like Lukaku pins himself on um, Mary because he knows he's not going to be able to get back in front of him. But there's no one, there's no one helping. There's no one. Lukaku's the only guy in the box and the ball's coming in at an angle where you know the ball's only going to go to him. And it's almost like people are looking around saying, oh, who are they passing to? Oh, what's going on? Like, Get the fucking man. Get the man and get the fucking ball. Like, what the hell? So, but I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, but again, it could just be he's had a torrid time. Mary's head was gone by that time. I don't know. I don't know. But good save by Leno. Did good there. Um, and then that was kind of it. I think there was like Martinelli coming on, uh, coming off, sorry, for Balogun. Which again is not really, I can't get on him too much. Another young player and I don't want to see him like kind of ripped to pieces before he's had a time to show us what he can do in an Arsenal shirt. Um, 
And then, yeah, apart from that, oh, and Tavares came on for TNE earlier on. Um, and he came on, he looked kind of lively on that left-hand side, actually. Um, which is good because when TNE went down and went off and he looks like he might have injured himself, I'm not quite sure. But there wasn't that usual feeling of dread because we had cover. Eventually we've gone out and got cover. And he came in and he was kind of like doing his thing on the left-hand side. So I wasn't too worried about him. Um, but yeah, I still hope TNE is good. Um, same with Martinelli. Martinelli came off and I don't know if it was he was holding his thigh or anything like that. But let's hope that's not another injury there. Because we already got hella guys out of the team. And we don't need more of that. So, yeah, that was pretty much the game after that mount. I think came off for Ziyech and um, Havertz for Werner. Um, which is going to be interesting for Chelsea. I mean, I don't really want to talk about their team too much. But with all the hype around Lukaku and all that kind of stuff, it's going to be interesting what what Werner, what part he plays in their season. But, but not like I give too much in regards to that anyway but it will be interesting to see um yeah but I do I do wonder man I do wonder what our style of play like will our style of play become clearer once we're playing lesser teams now I know we already played Brentford um but again that was first game of the season with players out but when we're playing against a team like Chelsea and we can't really impose our play, I wonder whether playing a lesser team will see a bit more of what it is Arteta is trying to do because at the moment, that's still a hard thing to try and spot. Like Obviously, we've got a left-sided bias, so we're doing a lot of work down there. But are we doing a lot of work down there to then swing in a cross because we we seem to be a team that swings in quite a lot of crosses or are we doing a lot of work down there to work a triangle and then get the ball to like the tip of the box so we can get Smith Rowe on it and find a cute pass but we don't have that many of those players I mean obviously we've got Odegaard as well to come in and he couldn't play because of visa issues I believe or or quarantine, I'm not quite sure. But yeah, I don't know if that's the plan or if, like, what's the plan with the right-hand side? Because we favour the left so much that in this game, Pepe is just kind of, like, anonymous. Like, he's doing some of the, some things, but we're very rarely going down the right-hand side with any kind of intent that it just makes it kind of odd to have your most expensive player just on the fringes of a game. Like, put him down the middle or do something. Change something up because at the moment it doesn't look right, man. you got Pepe out there dying and that could be down to the manager's tactics, could be down to him not, not getting involved in play enough. But, I mean, what more can you do every time they get, he gets the ball? He's already got a couple guys on him and that's because the ball's coming too late. I think Lukonga's playing some nice through balls. Um, Lukonga had a, a vision for a pass out to Tierney in the first half and he literally like pinged it. And I was thinking, this is the kind of stuff we've been missing. This is the kind of stuff we haven't seen a lot of as an Arsenal fan in recent times. But 
yeah, man, Pepe's struggling. Pepe's struggling out there. Um, and that could be just the fact that we don't play to our forwards attributes. And that's why Martinelli's struggling up front. And that's why Bamiang's been struggling up front and Lacazette's been struggling up front because we're not really catering to these forward players. Um, it's it's a tough one, man, but I don't know if that's going to be easier when we play lesser teams because last year those lesser teams were giving us still quite a lot of trouble. So we'll see, we'll see. I guess we'll see the hard way um, because, yeah, the games are not going to get easy anytime soon. We've got Man City around the corner. Um, I think we've got a cup game during the week and then we've got Man City after that. So, yeah. Um, lastly, I was just going to say, um, I wonder where we can finish. Where can we finish this year? Like, I'm saying that I think we'll finish between 8th and 10th, but... Can we finish higher than that with this team? With this team and all the players back, can we finish higher than eighth again? And if we finish eighth for third year running, these fans, us fans are going to go nuts. I don't know where we can finish, man, but off the back of the, those last two performances, boy, I don't have optimism that we're going to get Europe. No. I don't I don't think we're gonna get Europa and being a Europa team for the last three years and now not even being in Europe. Boy it, it, I guess that's why we're getting the signings that we're getting and all this kind of stuff and why it's so hard to do anything at the moment, but I don't know. You guys you tell me where we're gonna finish, because I I'm not seeing a high finish at all. You get in touch, you let me know. Um and that's about it. Let me run into some of the player ratings before I uh, cut this off for this week. Um, so I'll start off with Leno and I'll give him, I'll give Leno a six. It wasn't his fault while we conceded both goals. Um, he pulled out a good save for Lukaku and he wasn't really dilly-dallying on the ball too much. He, his overall game wasn't too bad today. Um which is strange to say because we lost 2-0. But I don't think it was his fault while we lost. Um, moving on to the back line and Tierney. I will give... Oh, man. Tierney, I'll give, I'll give him a 5. I think Mary struggled. I'll give him a 4. Um, yeah, he struggled to do it with Lukaku for sure. Um, holding... Maybe give a five, but I don't really know why. No, man, I'm going to give him a four. Like, I just did not like the partnership at centre-back. Weren't good. Um, Suarez, again, what did he do? What did he do to impact the game? I don't know. I'll give him a four as well. Xhaka, I'll give a five. I don't think it was his worst game by far. Um, but again, with him... You know what you're getting. It's just typical Xhaka. There's a couple of times where he's playing with the ball and you're just thinking, come on, man, just do it. Do what you need to do. Move it. Um, Lukonga, I'll give a six. I think his passing range in the first half was pretty good. Um, and in the second half, actually, 
I think he was one of our best players. I think he might have actually been our best player on the pitch today. Yeah, I think he was. Um, so I'll give him a six. Saka, I'll give a four. I think it was a poor game from him. Um, I think he, he, I don't know if it was he's tired or he's not up to match fitness or what it is. I'm not quite sure. Um, could be all of those things, to be fair. Um, but yeah, it wasn't his best game. Smithrow did try a lot, actually. Um, I give him a five. Pepe, I give a four. Don't really, didn't really see much of him. When he got the ball, he wasn't in clinical positions to do anything with it. And Martinelli, I'll give a four. Again, I don't think he had the ball in the positions to make the impact we needed to change anything in the game. And yeah, that's about it. Um, Tavares, I can't really rate him. Just come on the pitch. I'll give him a standard five. Uh, Bamiang, again, didn't, came on, didn't really do much. Give a standard five. And who was our last one? Um, Balogun. Again, I can't give him, I can't really even score him. So he'll just get a standard five as well. And that's it. That's that's it for this week, guys. Um, yeah, I'll be back next week, and yeah, we'll go through go through whatever game. Um, oh, actually, next week we'll go through the midweek cup game, and then I'll touch on the uh, the Man City game. But here's to hoping that we actually do something positive in the game and come out with the points so we can get off the board, man. Jeez, three games and no points is going to be difficult for any fan to live down so boy yeah roll on <laughs> let's go and um yeah i'll be back next week take it easy cheers <laughs>